From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. Today is Tuesday, the 15th of February. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. Authorities in Iran appear to be in no mood to give ground to online dissidents. Social networks, Facebook, Twitter, are no match for those who are willing to inflict violence and create atmospheres of terror. Also ahead, business nearly ground to a halt during the days of protest in Egypt, but demonstrators say the hit to their economy was worth it. There's a price to pay. We're willing to pay this price, but we see a lot of light at, at the end of the tunnel. There was no light before. Now there's a lot of light. First, these headlines. BBC News with Jim Lee. The United States government is giving $25 million this year to help political dissidents get around repression of the internet in autocratic countries. The American Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton, said social networking sites such as Twitter and Facebook give voice to people's aspirations and there was no turning back from an increasingly networked society. The United States continues to help people in oppressive internet environments get around filters, stay one step ahead of the censors, the hackers, and the thugs who beat them up or imprison them for what they say online. While the rights we seek to protect and support are clear, the various ways that these rights are violated are increasingly complex. In the past few weeks, anti-government protests organised via the internet and mobile phones have swept the Middle East and have forced the presidents of Tunisia and Egypt from power. President Obama has sharply criticised Iran, saying that while the authorities there celebrated the fall of the Mubarak government in Egypt, they'd attacked and beaten their own citizens who'd held peaceful demonstrations. Mr Obama said the US could not dictate what went on inside Iran, but hoped protesters there would have the courage to continue expressing their yearning for greater freedom. The World Bank says rising food prices have pushed an extra 44 million people into poverty since last June. The bank's food price index has shot up by 15% in the last four months alone. Mark Doyle reports. The World Bank figures show sharp price increases in wheat, maize, sugar and edible oils over the past six months, with prices almost reaching the peaks of the year 2008 when there were food riots in a number of countries in the developing world. Wheat and maize are the basis of many poorer people's diets. But the poor suffer a double whammy because they also spend a larger proportion of their income on food than those in richer countries. A judge in the Italian city of Milan has ordered the Prime Minister, Silvio Berlusconi, to stand trial on charges that he paid an underage girl for sex. Mr Berlusconi is alleged to have paid for sex with a 17-year-old girl. In Italian law, that's underage to be a prostitute. Duncan Kennedy reports from Rome. A judge in Milan says there's enough evidence to indict Silvio Berlusconi on two counts. The first is that he paid a 17-year-old prostitute for sex. The second is that he used the power of his office to get her released from police custody after she was picked up on an unrelated theft charge. Both Mr Berlusconi and the teenager, known as Ruby, deny they had sex. Mr Berlusconi admits he did call the police on her behalf, but only because he was told Ruby was the niece of the then president of Egypt, Hosni Mubarak, and that he was helping a fellow leader. The head of Italy's main opposition party has tonight called for Mr Berlusconi to resign. World News from the BBC. 
The authorities in South Sudan have suggested far more people were killed in last week's clashes with rebels than was previously thought. A government minister says most of the dead were civilians. Peter Martel reports from Juba. Aid workers and government officials visiting for the first time the scene of heavy fighting last week found a grim sight. Women and children among those killed or drowned as they tried to cross a river. The dead also included a number of priests. Hundreds of other people had been forced to flee their homes. South Sudanese officials taking part in the assessment mission helped to bury the bodies in mass graves. They concluded over 200 people had died in the violence, more than double initial estimates. The European Union has eased sanctions on Zimbabwe by removing the names...